0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the Business Station. It is 5:08 and you're listening to the evening edition with Lynn and Sharmila. First up today, uh, an issue close to my heart. Now that the
1: dust has settled from the state elections, I want to talk about cleanup. Well, because if you take a casual walk or drive around in any of the areas that um, the elections were held, it would almost seem like elections were still upcoming, right? Because a lot of the posters and uh, banners and flags are still up, which soon will turn into trash. Um, And I think it's something that's come up a fair amount, right? Um, It's come up even in our shows, people complaining about post-election cleanup and how um, most parties don't seem to take this as seriously. And the thing is it is actually an offense under the election offenses act of 1954 um, that a candidate um, or his election agent during the campaign period um they uh they basically have the permission to display these items but that there is a deposit and this will this will essentially impact whether they get their deposit back or not if the Items are still up, they won't. But this doesn't seem to deter people, to be honest. No. And actually, this is
0: something that I think about a lot, partly because of the sheer amount of stuff. So it, it, picks up the closer you get to polling day. But from the moment that nomination day happens, right, everything goes up. All the the flags and then before you know it, you're getting smiled at by so many candidate faces. You just just drive past lamppost after lamppost and it just keeps going. And in fact, because of course of our weather, because it rains, because the the heat is really oppressive because of all these things, you can actually see the deterioration of these materials even during the the two-week period. Period. And for me, it was an expectation of relief that at least come polling day, uh, maybe, okay, fine, the next day would be great. But if not the next day, that we would start to see these cleanups happening at a pace. Um, Partly because I think for generally for people who are environmentally conscious, it is kind of an uncomfortable thing. Even if you do feel strongly about parties, even if you do feel strongly about About candidates, it doesn't mean that you want A, this sense of being constantly surrounded by politics to perpetuate. But the other thing is also that it's just a lot of stuff that you have a suspicion is not going to get reused.
1: Well, if you want to look at um, in terms of actual waste being generated, according to um, the Public Cleaning Corporation, as well as the Solid Waste Management Operator, uh, during GE14, between May 2018, um, in May 2018, the waste collection actually rose from 250,000 tons to 269,000 tons in April, which means that um, that's an increase of about 19,000 tons of trash.
0: Yes, which is significant, right? And that is direct. You can actually see that playing out. So today we are going to be talking about how else this could be managed better, perhaps how it could be reused. But in general, we want to hear from you because I can tell you that in my neighbourhood, it is still, okay, primarily... Red and black flags <laughs> that are continuing to stay up. Um, I'd like to hear from you. What are things like in your neighbourhood? Are all the flags and banners and bun things still up? And would you like to see greener campaigns being run in future? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at PFM Radio.
1: Burden-free Malaysia. BFM 89.9 The Business Station.
0: It is 5:13 and you're listening to the evening edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We're talking today about post-election cleanups um, because of course the state elections concluded over the weekend which means that now it's about time for people to come and collect their flags frankly. So we'd like to hear from you what are things like in your neighborhood? Are all the flags and banners of the various parties still up? And in general, would you like to see greener campaigns being run in future? That number to call is 7773 2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now to talk about this, we have Idil Iman Aydid, climate justice activist from Collective Iklim. Idil, thanks so much for speaking with us today.
2: Thank you so much. I'm really excited to talk about this. So
0: we've established that the flags and banners are a huge part of the campaign period, but what happens to them typically after the
2: period passes? Are they reused or are they thrown away? Yeah, I think to my knowledge, they are reused. This is like, if we see in the past few years, like 2020 onwards, we've had a few elections. So I'm guessing that these sort of banners, these flags and these polls are in fact repurposed. Um, In fact, um, I saw one reply on Twitter saying that uh, that, uh, they are being sort of reused for political campaigns under Perikatan National or PAS. Um, But we're also seeing how this has happened with other elections, especially in GE14, uh, where volunteers under Barisan National, volunteers um, at DAP have said that the sort of like flags and banners and polls are donated to, uh, for example, to homeless people. Charitable homes or to uh, recycling centers, but that also depends on whether they are damaged or vandalized or not. Um, I think it's also interesting that, um, you know, uh, we've had these kind of like three years of elections, so definitely flags and polls they are repurposed, but banners are a different question because these are candidates that have might have lost or might have won, so you can't really repurpose them into a new election right because and the next election is in five in the next five years so those are the questions that raise what happens to those banners that can't be repurposed
1: so what are some creative ways that you've seen people make use of this election material after campaigning is
3: over
2: yeah i think one fellow environmentalist uh Rina omar And she's an amazing person who works for Free Tree Society, Bangsar, a community farm, a community garden that's operating there. Um, And she actually openly suggested uh, to politicians on Twitter um, asking that they be willing to donate those polls to community gardens. Right. So those polls can be support systems for um, those community gardens, vegetables, uh, fruits and plants. So I think that's a really creative way of how a political party can interact where, with their constituencies, uh, where their constituencies have community gardens and donate those, you know, uh, wooden sticks uh, to those places, especially for support systems. But when it comes to things like um, flags, uh, I think, uh, and they're, they're textiles, right? So I think it, it would be a really interesting way of how um, political parties can donate those flags to um NGOs or to um, operations such as Cloth Circularity or Cloth Cares, um, spearheaded by Nick Suzila, which is an amazing environmentalist who's focused on textile recycling in Malaysia. And we have a lot of Cloth Cares bins throughout uh, Peninsular Malaysia. And I think that's that's one place, I think, that would be a great setting where uh, political parties can send their flags.
0: So the election deposit uh, is imposed in part for campaign materials to be displayed at public places, and then if they're damaged or destroyed, that deposit may not be refunded. Is this mechanism enough to hold candidates accountable for irresponsible use of campaign materials or for not, for example, coming to clean up after they've been put up?
2: I don't think that's enough because um, I think it's important that um, that each political party has its own in-house Environment Bureau, right, to have its own um, sort of like um, advisory team on the environment. I think that's going to hold them accountable on making a more greener, environmentally friendlier um, political political campaign. I don't think this is going to work because, let's say, a politician um, win this constituency, right? I I don't think they're going to really care about what happens to those uh, abandoned flags and polls and banners because, you know, they're going to celebrate and so on. Um, but I think one way to address this is to have that in-house advisory team or experts, um, especially uh, an environment bureau. And I think this is the norm across a lot of political parties. Uh, they have their own bureau on environment and climate change. So those people can act as in-house experts on how to minimize waste, minimize resources, but also reduce their carbon footprint in terms of uh, transportation, logistics, uh, that's some of the ways that I think would be not only creative, but also like also appreciates the type the type of environmental uh, environmentalist position um, that certain members of that party can offer and make it more mainstream to the public.
1: Now, uh, you referenced this earlier, election material is mass-produced every campaign season. A lot of it is actually not reusable. Are there parameters uh, for when it reaches excessive levels? What considerations need to be made if it reaches this point?
2: Yeah, I think uh, that's also a great question to ask, right? Because, um, for example, like we have these uh, volunteers from different um, political missionary or political mobilization that say that they do end up sending these um, resources to recycling centers, to charitable homes and so on. Uh, but then what happens right after, right? So I think that's a more systemic question of asking like, how well do Malaysians or Malaysia's infrastructure recycling recycle uh, such waste, right? Um, to my knowledge, to my studies, um, a lot of Malaysians still don't know how to separate their waste. We can't separate our e-waste from our normal waste, our food waste from our other waste. Um, but so that's really, um, you know, a very complicated situation when we have a systemic issue where not only our recycling centers and infrastructures are weak, we are also accepting waste from, um, you know, um, other countries as well. So it's it's a very overwhelming situation for our waste management systems, and I think uh, political campaigns need to think about these systemic issues, thinking thinking about how it's going to. Overburden management systems uh, in in ways um, and think ahead on how better to better plan and coordinate their um, you know uh, mobilization. For example, like uh, digitalize using digital platforms for their uh, political campaigning, uh, using QR codes on uh, pamphlets and so on. Uh, so I think they really do need to think ahead um, and understand that when they're sort of campaigning. They're also realizing that when they're going to put an environmental policy in their manifesto, there are existing systemic issues in waste management that they're also contributing to the problem.
0: I want to ask you about whether you think using flags and banners to campaign is still uh, appealing and effective. Do voters you know, kind of lean on these things to make their decision in your view?
2: Well, I think, um, from my view, I, I I don't look past that. I'm a very active person on social media. And uh, I, I would say uh, very much my generation, uh, the young people of Malaysia are very dependent on um, social media for uh, information. For example, I think a UNICEF UNDP report highlights that the main source of climate change information for young Malaysians is from social media. Um, so this highlights that young people such as myself can have a lot of political information from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I would say personally, it's not appealing to me. It's a waste of resources. But in in its own traditional sense, it does work to other demographics. And experts do believe that it works. And it works much better if the political candidates actually physically interact with people after they see these flags, these banners, and so on. Uh, But to my capacity, I don't think I would need to see these flags. Um, You know, I I have my own reservations on it, uh, especially as an environmentalist. uh, And I have other options such as using social media, looking for the PDF versions of the manifestos of the political parties and so on. So um, I've decided to use, um, you know, digital platforms to find those kind of information.
1: So to extend that point then, um, so Zero Waste Malaysia co-founder and director Koh has spoken up about digital campaigning as a way to reduce the printing of papers and other material. Do you see
2: digital campaigning as being the way forward? I think it does. I mean, it has some difficulties reaching to uh, demographics don't necessarily have access to internet connection. But there's a smart way to sort of like deliver pamphlets, political pamphlets, and that's by, of course, integrating QR codes on them, right? So when political parties uh, or politicians or candidates decide to like mobilize themselves at their nearest Pasamalam, I think they need to sort of pick, you know, a family and just give one pamphlet per family or per couple, right? So not every individual in that Pasamalam needs a pamphlet you know if you give it to one person who's sort of like in a family group right uh with a QR code he can sort of like capture that QR code and send that to other family members that uh, can operate social media well but that pamphlet would do very well for um, other family members that know that not that don't necessarily enjoy using social media in terms of attaining information so i think it's important to mobilize in a sense like you know um target, you know pick up family and have like only one pamphlet delivered to them and not at each individual Um, at the same time um, to sort of capitalize that young people are interacting more on social media. And that's why it's important to deliver those kind of manifestos or political promises on social media platforms. Um, To my experience, I had a very difficult time finding PDFs of political parties, manifestos online on Twitter, Facebook. I've had to go up and down heaven and earth uh, to find these manifestos online. And um, some political parties don't have them on their um, social media platforms or on their website. So I think in the future, I think it would be really nice to capitalize the opportunity where their website does include their manifestos or on Twitter, it's easier to find, it's easier to sort of deliver. Uh, but to my own personal experience, I've had a very difficult time uh, compiling environmental manifestos, even from online searches.
0: So with that then, would it actually be useful for voters if candidates had to produce a sustainability report on their campaign trail? I mean, um, you are, of course, involved in this. It's something you care about. But broadly speaking, do people care about environmentally conscious campaign efforts?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think they do. And, and I'm speaking this from a youth perspective. Um, one of the things that we did at Collective Eclaim was we Sort of interviewed um, one youth from each of the st- each of the six states, um, you know, in part of the state elections. So, a lot of them really do care about the environment. Uh, they do care about how um, the state government is going to govern environmental policies, uh, climate change, and so on. Right. So, and reports have been saying that young Malaysians are very very much aware of climate change and very much care about the environment. So, I think um, it's important. Uh, to highlight this. And a report would be necessary. But there's a report um, wouldn't just be about the campaign trail. It would be about all the political activities that they've done, um, their milestones, their flaws, their weaknesses, and their successes. I think um, a report, a sustainability report also, also should be mainstream in the political industry, not only the corporate section, right, the ESG and so on. I think it'd be really interesting, and, and it'll make it more mainstream. It'll make, environment more sexier and more uh, appealing to the public if they do release sustainability reports, not only on their campaign trails, but also across all political activities that they've done.
0: Aydil, thank you so much for speaking with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: That was Aydil Iman Aydid, climate justice activist from Collective Iklim, talking to us today about... Going greener on the campaign trail, uh, and this is because, of course, every election season we do see all of these flags and banners mushrooming up. Uh, People complain about them actually from time to time. So we are asking you, uh, what are things like in your neighbourhood? Are the flags and banners still up? And would you like to see greener campaigns being run in future? So less printed materials, more things happening online, for example. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio. We already have some reports on the ground. So Christopher, for example, says not in Subang
1: Jaya. So I'm wondering whether Christopher means they're not still up in Subang Jaya or they haven't started cleaning up in Subang Jaya. I think that they are not up
0: anymore because that's the question, Mm. right? Are things still, you know, kind of waving about, flapping
1: in the wind? In fact, getting rained on (laughs) today because the weather is kind of, you know, gloomy. Actually, it's when it rains that it starts getting really disturbing because everything's just sodden and and stuck in drains. Uh, It's that. I think it's also that,
0: okay... Ideally, everything looks very festive and colourful, right? Um, I think for people who are tired of politicking, it can be exhausting. But ideally, you get lots of colour, you get lots of stuff going on. But actually, when things start to get rained on, and the, the flags start to fall over and, and things like that, <laughs> that, that's when it actually starts to get more depressing.
1: Yes. Um MZ also saying places around the wet market, uh Klang parade side of Klang has already started cleanups since Sunday, albeit only one camp stuff. MZ, do you do you
0: judge the camp that hasn't cleaned up because I do?
1: I well, I do as well. Um I I just think that it's quite telling, I think. Um, you can't run on, say, talking about the environment and then not clean up your trash. Uh,
0: meanwhile, Ro says, more curiously, was it a state election or a beauty contest? I drove along Jalan Gassing, wondering what's with these massive faces on banners. or oh, this person I've seen in the hood, so I guess I'll vote for them. Surely listing the three most important
1: policies of the party or candidate would make a lot more sense. I don't know, Ro, do people have time to read the three most important policies of a party or candidate while driving by the road? I agree with you, to be fair. Um, I am also not sure that having people's faces in, you know, in huge formats along the road is necessarily helpful.
0: But I don't think we're there in terms of political literacy. No, I
1: don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Because when people head to the polls and
0: they get handed the ballot, what they're looking at is either the symbol of the party or the name, right? And mm. so I unfortunately I think where we're at, it is still name recognition that matters the most at this moment in time. Maybe not the faces though, you're right. Anyways, let us know um what are things like in your neighborhood at the moment? Are all the campaign flags and banners still up? Would you like to see a greener campaign being run in future? You can call, you can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, and you can, of course, also tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: Beyond frivolous
1: mishmash, BFM 89.9.
0: It's 5.38 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Shamila. The first part of our show today is a slightly gleeful, not fully named, but definitely shame, um, about parties who have yet to clean up their campaign material. And this is because of course, during campaign period, leading up to polling day, deluge of flags, banners, buntings, what have you. And now the question is, when do they go away? <laughs> when are people going to come and responsibly actually clean it up? And so We've been asking you a couple of questions in relation to this. Firstly, what are things like in your neighbourhood? Are all the flags and banners and things still up at the moment? And also, would you like to see greener campaigns run in future, meaning maybe more reliance on going online as opposed to making things? You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 18 tweet us at
1: BFM Radio. So we have a number of people um, coming in. we have Calvin saying, I'm from Quang. The banners and flags are still up. They're pretty dangerous to road users and pedestrians because they weren't installed correctly. Some may hit passing cars while others are creating unnecessary blind spots. On top of that, our unpredictable weather has caused some damaged banners where they were left loosely hanging on poles and roads. I'm all in for a greener future campaign. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier
0: with the weather, right? It's all well and good when the sun is shining and flags are fluttering. It's quite another thing when they start getting damaged and falling over. But also at this point, they shouldn't even be there anymore. I think though that, Calvin, your point has me asking a separate one, which is the deposit is supposed to be there to ensure that people actually either clean up or in fact replace when things become like this, right? They're supposed to, even if campaign period isn't over, Mm. if you have unnecessary blind spots, if you have flags hitting cars, then actually the party is supposed to be held responsible. So I think the question here is, it's one thing to have the the provision for it. But if the commission isn't actually going to parties and saying, hey, you know, this is happening, therefore you're not getting your deposit back. What is that?
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know whether at this point it's just become one of those things that it happens so frequently and so often that perhaps enforcing has become impossible. I'm not sure. It shouldn't be an excuse,
3: though.
1: Uh, we do also have a voice note, actually, that came in from this. Uh, on this, this is from Rahim.
3: Hi. So, in my place, Pahir Jaras uh, is still there, right? So, nobody actually started to uh, do the clean up, right? But in the future, right, I mean, I would imagine, I mean, I would love to see a greener campaign, right? So maybe we can put into consideration, I mean, I read it on Facebook where I'm not sure whether it's true or not. The Japanese actually, they only allowed to put a poster at one dedicated place, right? Maybe we can start from there. Maybe what we can do is uh, no more uh, putting in all those uh, candidates' faces and the flag on the road, obstructing views and stuff. So it's only dedicated only for those but markas they have or any just uh, small booth that they can apply for, let's control this. You no, know, There's a lot of waste here. Just imagine how much they could save in terms of expenditure of a uh, political party for campaigning.
0: Rahim, thank you so much. Uh, so again, a report suggesting that as of now at least, uh, in certain places, all the flags are still up. And, you know, to be honest... I, I think it's quite clear how I feel and if it isn't, I will just say it. I think we need a reduction in the amount of campaign material. Um, It is something... I think this is especially true if you have campaigns that are that have a priority on the environment, then it, it's, and we may see more of those in the future. And so if you do have that, and at the same time you're printing flags and whatnot, then it, it doesn't feel very good. Um, the other thing is that in general, if you're somebody who's generally trying to reduce waste in your life, it can just feel uncomfortable. It, it, it's something I think about. Um, it's distracting to me actually while I'm driving. I'm not thinking about the candidates. I'm like, hmm, this is a lot. Do we need every tree <laughs> to have mm. something
1: Well, coming at it from a different point of view The OTI DJ says Well, firstly, they're still up where I am I'd like campaigns in the form of actual debates Not the Rafizi version Banners and the likes don't appeal to me But then, I'm a BFM listener So I'm guessing many of us are of the same mindset I would reluctantly admit That these wasteful methods of campaigning Probably work with the masses I do feel we sometimes impose our standards From places of privilege Education is a privilege too And we forget that many Malaysians Are plagued with exigences Existential issues. I don't believe wasteful campaigning matters to them, and the optics of and the presence of banners and the likes works because it has a physical presence.
0: Yeah. So this was something we said earlier, right? Mm. Um, in relation to one thing, a focus on, for example, manifesto or principles as opposed to putting people's faces on banners. And and Tia you're absolutely right. I think pointing out that it's a physical presence is also another thing. I I don't actually know what the solution is here. I I will say that having digital banners is not going to solve it. There aren't enough digital billboards around necessarily for people
1: to even buy up that space. And also not necessarily environmentally friendly either. If you think about the installing and so on. Um, I think Rahim's point is, is a little bit of a happy medium in the sense that perhaps you can limit. How many do you need in one street corner? And where? And where? What is the purpose? Um, is it necessary to have to drive down the road and see one and another one two seconds later? So those sorts of limitations.
0: Yeah, and also actually in relation to what we heard earlier from Calvin, right? Like, where are the blind spots? Maybe there you just absolutely cannot mm. do it. Um, you you need to consider how it's going to be if things start leaning or you know kind of getting in the way. So. On that, right, I'd like to go to this one from Lee Shun who says, PH has been slow this time. Many banners still up in PJ. Um, during GE, they were gone by the next morning, licking their wounds. So, mm. all right, that's one way of looking at it. The other thing was, and this was in relation to what our guest Idil said earlier, which was that maybe when you hand out... Um, when you hand out pamphlets, for example, you don't need to make sure that every person leaves the pasamalam Malam holding a pamphlet. That maybe you can go, well, there's a couple, I'll give one. There's a family, I'll identify one person, give one. And I think that a lot of this has to do with not necessarily what parties might plan, but what gets trickled down to the people actually on the ground. Because these are many teams of many people, right? And I think this is also true for cleanup.
1: I agree. Um, I also think that perhaps the enforcement is lacking, right? Perhaps, um, you know, the the parameters for who gets their deposit back is too loose. Perhaps it's never actually enforced. I'm not sure. Um, and perhaps that is one way to do it. Um, find them. People and candidates whose, whose uh, material is still up after a certain date, hold them accountable.
0: Uh, for Ms. Goh and Jung, both of them are saying... The banners are still up. Uh, Ms. Go Singh, Jalan Gassing, Muda, and PN banners are still up. Uh, Yong Sing still active at my neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yeah, Um. as of this morning, actually, I've seen people uh, actively taking photos and posting them up and going, why are these still here? So um, hopefully not for much longer. Well,
0: uh, Legion has an example of how they linger because Legion says, <laughs> I've seen banners reused as awning and shade for kopitiam, uh, but it's quite disturbing for me to have a smug smiling face of politicians I dislike staring at me as I eat. I've also seen banners used as table
1: mats, spoils my appetite. I get it, Lee Jun. Um, can I just say at this point, I, and I need to bring up um, Sharon Chin, artist Sharon Chin, and this um, amazing art proj- art installation that she created a couple of years ago with discarded election flags of all parties, really. Um, and, and I'm not claiming everybody needs to create an art installation, but I do think that perhaps there are ideas in which this can go to something, if not useful, at least some sort of commentary or, or, or aesthetic or something like that. So let us know. Uh, we're talking today
0: about post election cleanup. What are things like in your neighborhood? Are the flags and banners and the campaign materials still up? Would you like to see greener campaigns being run in future? You can call 7733 2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018 789 and tweet us at BFM Radio. We have people weighing in. So Ben says, No, we need the flags and banners. It feels so festive. It excites me every time. Come on, only five years once hey, hey hey Ben the problem here is it's not this time was not
1: <laughs> well actually I'm I'm not- unsupportive of Ben's point of view. Um, I do think it does add a nice vibe. I think, though, then we need to really hold them accountable. Don't let them leave their trash behind. It's like if people have a party in the park or a picnic in the park, you expect them to clean up after themselves. Otherwise, we're going to have to stop ban- We could start banning picnics. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Anon
0: says, despite the banners and posters, my mother, who is not online but is definitely a voter, she didn't know which symbol to choose because candidates were written words, no different colour to distinguish them but I suppose being Buta Huruf she is a fast diminishing voter type so yeah I I think that actually this is not the only story I've heard Anon about somebody who who doesn't read and therefore struggles in terms of voting and I think that's partly why there's so much education around the logo which again Mm. goes back to where the poster comes in and why having very text heavy posters might not be the way.
1: And, you know, for people who maybe never had a chance to meet their representative, um, it is important to know what they look like, right? And it is important to have that association of person's face with the symbol that they stand for. Muhammad says, uh, PRN banners can be
0: used as ground mulch for farming to conserve soil moisture. Um, I like that. I, I, hope, do. I mean, I, I didn't know that, but that, that's really interesting. Uh, Nicholas, meanwhile, says, flags and banners obviously more effective in winning votes. Look at Muda. Um Nicholas, this is interesting because in my neighbourhood it was about equal. I had a MUDA representative run, and mm. uh, it was there, there was pretty heavy representation in terms of flags and banners. Unless that's not the point you're making.
1: Yeah, um, I've also seen a fair number of MUDA flags and banners around. To be honest, so yeah, I mean, let us know. Um, as always,
0: you can call us, send us a voice note or WhatsApp, and also tweet us at PFM Radio.